Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. At first, they were 32, and now they are just four. Three continents represented, only one trophy to be won. And before this week is done, we will know whether France have been able to become the first nation in 60 years to defend the World Cup trophy. Or will Lionel Messi win his first World Cup and the third for Argentina? Or will they be a first-time winner in the fourth? of Africans Morocco or outside Croatia's outsiders Croatia it has been a fascinating World Cup in Qatar 2022 and that of course is the gist of the show on Manic Monday they're just two of us at the moment in studio Barry <laughs> Menandi and Mike Madonna the producer is Sean Tafirinik and a bit later on we'll be joined by Chris Mizi and Alois Bunjira as we take you through what should be a fascinating World Cup race Report. We'll be talking about England. Gareth Southgate giving the clearest indication that he could quit as the Three Lions manager. Morocco coach Walid Regrui says his side are the Rocky Balboa of this World Cup and of course likening them to the famous Sylvester Stallone movie character and then picking apart the bones that have been Brazil's fallout. Neymar says he's psychologically destroyed after the favourites were eliminated from the World Cup via the penalty shootout defeat at the hands of Croatia. That's all in our Casalaga World Football Report and before that we'll have the home front which is equally exciting because Blair Chief's assistant coach Tulani Sivanda uh, says attending the CAF 8 licensed coaching course has been an eye-opener as the syllabus is up to date with modern football trends. In international sports news, after three days of HSBC World Rugby 7 Series action in Cape Town, uh, Samoa's men and New Zealand's women ended the event and 2022 in style being crowned champions. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from Multan, California and Florida. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. That local sports news roundup starts with uh, golf, where Zimbabwean professional golfer Scott Vincent made the cut at the Sunshine Tours Alfred Dunhill Championship. Uh, finished a distant 41st in a strong field at Leopard Creek Country Club in South Africa yesterday. Vincent uh, returned to Africa after some good outings on the Asian Tour and managed to score rounds of uh, 70, 72, 71 and 71 for a total four under par 284. Uh, let's go to rugby news. Zimbabwe's leading rugby referee, Precious Pazani, 
uh, continues to break new ground after she became the first local to officiate on the women's HSBC World 7 Series. Pazani, uh, who was fresh from officiating at the Dubai 7's International Series last week, went a step higher when she officiated at the HSBC Cape Town 7's in South Africa over the weekend. We're going to be talking about those 7's, Mike, uh, in a moment or two uh, when we discuss uh, the eventual winners. But great that we've got Zimbabwean representation and it looks like Precious Pazani is getting a lot of gigs on the circuit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I watched one of the games she refereed and she never put a foot wrong uh, and uh, she's as fit as a butcher's dog. Oh, uh, right. So she keeps <laughs> up with play, which is very Brilliant. important in rugby because you're right there as the action unfolds. And it's always nice to see that uh, little Zimbabwe flag, Barry, mm. uh, whenever it's an international broadcast. So congratulations to her and she's certainly flying the flag for Zimbabwe very high in sevens rugby. Flag is also being flown at the Region 5 Games. Now the government have honoured their pledge to reward successful athletes who's excelled in the just-ended African Union Sports Council Region 5 Games in Malawi by paying 750 US dollars to athletes who won gold medals while those who got silver were rewarded with 350 US dollars and bronze medalists pocketed uh, 250 US dollars. The biennial jamboree ended yesterday with Zimbabwe finishing with an 82 medal haul uh, which included 12 gold, 24 silver and 46 bronze. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyahunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. The season might have ended, but the news stories keep coming in and we are off to Bulawayo, where Chiefs assistant coach Tulani Sivanda says attending the CAFE licensing coach, uh, license coaching course has been an eye-opener as the syllabus is up to date with modern football trends. Sivanda spent two weeks in Tanzania and will finish his CAFE license course in September and next year. He was already a holder of a Scottish sea license and a sports science degree from the National University of Science and Technology, NAST, in Bulawayo. And, of course, uh, Sibanda uh, has actually confirmed that he will be returning to class during the month of March, which should be the month, actually, that the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League season 2023 uh, kicks off. But, uh, Alois, it's nice to see one of the uh, progressively-minded coaches in our local league, uh, a coach, of course, who has um, really started from the bottom up, if you consider the stature of Bulawayo Chiefs where they came from uh, and where they were in the maiden uh, season in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League to a club that's now winning trophies now ahead of the more established giants like Caps United, Highlanders and Dynamos and uh, as well as FC Platinum uh, to be said and uh, he, not content with where he is is seeing, uh, you know what I need to develop myself to become a better coach. Yeah, this is actually a brilliant news, uh, uh, Mike, and uh, it's actually good for Blauer Chiefs as well. Like you say, Blauer Chiefs are slowly climbing the ladder, you know, and I think the name itself, Blauer Chiefs, I think it helps them very well mm. in the city of Blauer because some, some naturally the people of Blauer associate yes. uh, with, the, with the name, with the Chiefs, and you know that it's, it's, it's actually you rhyming. one of us. Yes, you it's are rhyming. Us. Yes, it's rhyming with the people of Blauer as well. So, so uh, I think they might uh, be supporters of Islanders or Zimbabwe Saints, but they've got they a soft spot. Yeah, yes. soft spot for, for Blauer Chiefs. So 
so are we all, all of us because some of us we support them because we see the progress mm. that they are making we see the professionalism you know you started with as twitter boys but you can actually see that they are growing yeah. in stature they're actually yeah. doing the right things employing the right people the right personnel and now to learn this band you can also see where the club is going mm. and he has to go with the club yeah. because you'll be left behind so he is actually going there but one thing mike that i'm mm. happy with now that he did his he's doing his cafe course in Tanzania. Yeah. So I think that's opening a door because there was a lot of talk that Zimbabweans, uh, Zimbabwean coaches with CAF B are not allowed to go out and do this mm. CAF A because we don't have CAF A here. Yeah. So he has actually opened up doors. Now he has set the rhythm. Open yeah. up doors for the other guys who yeah. CAF A. To, to, you can to, go to anywhere else suits. in Africa uh, and, and do, do your, your CAF A. This is actually brilliant news. Yeah, brilliant news, Barry. And uh, you know what? When, when, when you're at a club like Bulao Cheese, and it's a small club, uh, let, let, let's be fair let's be honest uh, exciting club uh, one of the ways you can use to bridge the gap with the bigger teams uh, with the more established clubs is by adhering to the science of the sport mm, it, it certainly is and uh, Lawyer Chiefs has embraced that uh, whether by, by influence of uh, Tulani Sibanda no, no doubt he was part of the decision making matrix but you can see that uh, Lawyer Chiefs has, has seen the value of uh, the sports science uh, they've seen the value of uh, getting the right sort of people in charge I mean, the appointment of Nilton Teroso uh, in itself, um, a Portuguese national, uh, was a, 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 a sign and a marker of the ambition of the club. Mm. And then we saw them now embracing uh, GPS trackers, embracing yeah. uh, analysis in, 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 in their preparation. So you can see that it's a, it's a, it's a club that, that's, that has a modicum of an understanding of what modern football is all about. To see Tulani Sabanda, a man who is a club man, he's, he's grown up in that club, uh, uh, albeit that he's got three uh, Division One titles under his his belt, he's the one who got them promoted. It has also seen that he has to grow with the club, as as you guys pointed out. So the great thing is that it's all forward, it's all progressive, and hopefully there'll be there'll be uh, good things at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, you mentioned those three Division One titles, Barry. It shows you that uh, he's a man who certainly put in the hours. He's been there in the trenches. Yes, we are only getting to hear f- of him now. Uh, the majority of Zimbabwe football fans are getting to acquaint themselves with the name Tula. But he's been there, putting in the hours, putting in the work in the lower divisions, and of course, successfully as well, uh, and winning, of course, his first championship in Division One in the year 2011 when he steered the now defunct Kelton into the Premiership, uh, and of course, uh, he managed to get an exemption from Zifa then to actually manage. Now, let's move on from Tulani Swanda. Alois, I want to hear your thoughts on this one because it's been trending. A lot of people with opinions on the story that came through that Bill Antonio, uh, one of the brightest prospects in Zimbabwe football who of course left Dynamo's uh, mid-season to go to Belgium was sold for just 10,000 euros. What are your thoughts on that Alois? Because 10,000 euros sounds a little bit little. To <laughs> it's, it's not a little bit little. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, very, little. very, 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 very little. I, I was trying to be kind. <laughs> yeah. It's very little, Mike. When you look at uh, Bill Antonio, you're looking at one of the brightest prospects in Zimbabwean football. So for me, I think uh, the people that sold him, they just were desperate for cash. They just wanted to cash in and run. I don't know why they wanted to cash in and run because this is a Belgian side that is actually a big team that is actually looking at Bill Antonio not for 
today they're actually looking at this for boy the playing because he's actually playing in their reserve side yes. and developing they've already seen how good he is uh -huh. and at his age they you know in a 10,000 euros he's gonna go for 10 million euros in like three four years and, that, that, and that, that's actually someone's uh, weekly wage uh, playing in Belgium so this this is jump change Barry I, I want to ask you this who got the 10,000 euros because I'm going somewhere with this oh, okay um, I, it, it went to uh, the PE Academy <laughs> it went let's let's put it I just have a suspicion I have a sneaking yeah. suspicion because you know what uh, for me I'd love to believe that there's consistency uh, and the consistency is that uh, when you track the movement of other players uh, from other markets African markets, African markets I'm not even talking about South America or Europe other African markets where Belgian teams are shopping from you are reading of amounts that are six-figure amounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're reading yeah, yeah. of 200,000, 250,000, 300,000. Yeah. Uh, in the case of West Africans, it can even get to as high as a million. As a million, uh, yeah, million. And so forth. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Isn't this sort of like creative accounting? Surely there was an amount paid elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think ten thousand is the amount that got Official. to the academy. Was declared, yeah, yeah. It is declared, mm. but kuneva because for me there is no yeah. way Certainly. that they paid ten thousand as the total amount for Bill and Tony. Certainly, and 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 you look at it from this perspective: those uh, West Africans, uh, the 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 guys who are some East Africans when when they were uh, the hot, the hot ticket in 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 Europe, uh, when they go for those six-figure amounts that's with a salon clause in yes. the yes. contract yeah yeah um, so that the, the salon the ability to make more in to make years. more when 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 the subsequent movements are made just like uh, uh was it metembe who made on on uh, marvel's uh, uh, yeah. movements uh, so the, the salon clause which is likely to be the the excuse that is going to be whipped out of any back pocket oh, when you ask the question it, can, it cannot wash for this for this figure uh, the figure is horribly horrendous can, can, can i put it into perspective uh you know for for our listeners the flying elephant that is peter and okay yeah. when he made the move to become the first african to play in the premier league we are going way back to 1991 here when he moved from highlanders to coventry city he was traded for 10 million uh, for ten thousand pounds mm. which is eleven thousand six hundred and thirty four euro today so he cost more than so bill he antonio. cost more than bill antonio and he was younger and this was 30 years ago. ago that's why yeah. i keep saying that you know what and he was, he was younger and he was something yeah, where's, just where's the provision for sense. inflation where's the provision for for the appreciation of our players where's the listen we've got players that have moved into bigger leagues in 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 because uh, we got we got kadewere who's gone mm. into france you got you know he's in spain of course and then you've got to nakamba who's gone uh, into belgium gone into now marshall uh, in, into, into france marshall into 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 france so we've got and and why i mentioned those players that increases the value of our players domestically my challenge with this this declared amount the problem is that what it does is it adjusts our entire footballing economy yes. downwards so when 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 uh, uh lawyer chiefs which we were talking about just now wants to move on uh, um or whoever the, the case may be yeah. uh, they are now trading at the level that has been declared or, for bill and even similarly as well when uh, when 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 a division 1 club wants to perhaps sell a player to another Premier League club exactly. or a Premier League club exactly. wants to move a player to another Premier League club, they're going to tell you, him, can I tell Belgium but by 10,000? I'll tell you something. This is fraud. 
<laughs> yes, I'll be honest with you. I this is fraud. Yes. Look, in 2013, I hope uh, I know he, he sometimes listens to this show. Uh, the PSL president, uh, Farajer. I hope he's listening, and I hope uh, also Katvichitima uh, and the guys from uh, uh, Ghana's and the guys from mm. Monomotapa. They are yeah. listening. Oh. We we bought. I was still at Caps United there in Caps Management. We bought, but Tawanda um, Munyanduri. We bought Tendai uh, Samanja. Those boys cost about $25,000 each. Each. You're right. From, Monom- from Monos to Caps United. Yeah. That's 25000 local. That's much, almost twice as much as Bill Antonio is moving it, it, to Europe. It's, and it's I'm talking shocking. about 2013. Yeah. 2013. So, so this, 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 this is fraud. This is fraud. And uh, uh, send us your thoughts on this because it just looks highly suspicious. You know our WhatsApp number. Let's have the conversation. 0731 We're also on Twitter and Facebook where you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport quick breather and when we come back on the other side we're going international with our sports news to Cape Town where it was the Cape Town League of the HSBC World Rugby Sevens from the front of the grid to the back of the net it's CFM Sport International Sports News Roundup where the world comes out to play We are in Cape Town for a bit of rugby and now after three days of the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series action in Cape Town, Samoa's men and New Zealand's women ended the event and the year 2022 in style by being crowned champions. Samoa's men put in a brilliant performance to defeat New Zealand 12-7 in a closely fought cup final but there was some consolation for the New Zealanders with the women beating Australia 31-14 in their final. The uh, men's final berry was played in torrential rain it was yeah. uh, which didn't make for a great spectacle but it called on other facets uh, of the rugby athletes mm. and it called for heart yep. uh, it called for endurance and it called for a tactical approach rather than just flair and speed it, uh, yeah, 100% and, and uh, that <laughs> flair and speed you've just described sevens rugby mm. uh, so what it did is that now you had to apply various other facets and be a little bit more clinical in terms of your Gaining running ground, yes, exactly. Territory, hundred mm. percent. So, so it 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 applied. You applied your the, the different skills that relate to to rugby that you ordinarily wouldn't really think about when you're playing sevens because running and handling were made very difficult because of those uh, torrential uh, conditions you're talking about, and so torrential that. TV coverage was knocked out. Yeah, so I think we we, we had no we, we no sight. Only joined the game in the second half. In the second uh, half, there exactly. were about uh, like three and a half minutes uh, left. Uh, the women's final though was yep. played in perfect conditions, yep. uh, and it was a perfect result for New Zealand women. A surprise result because they came up against an Australia side that had looked throughout the year 2022 as unbeatable, but they were beaten rather easily by New Zealand. Everything that New Zealand did in this game just seemed to and it just seemed to work. They had the perfect game and it needed a perfect game to beat Australia. Yeah, and in a year where uh, New Zealand women's rugby is, is is certainly on a high, they've had a phenomenal 2022 uh, because uh, winning the series is uh, the HSBC on the circuit. Uh, obviously, over Australia has uh, added a cherry on top because, you know, they're, they're the 15th world champions now. And so I think uh, there's something happening in, in New Zealand women's rugby uh, in as much as there is something happening in, in, in on the men's side. 
side as well. So they can be very proud of what the, the work that they've done in 2022. All right. Uh, as a result of that uh, victory in the men's competition, Manu Samoa climbing from seventh in the 2023 series standings to share top place with South Africa, who won the previous tournament in Dubai. So the standings for the men, Samoa sevens and South Africa sevens, have got 47 points. They lead uh, the race. And then you've got New Zealand sevens. They are in third on 44 points. Same points as the United States of America. And then Fiji have got 40 points. They are in fifth. As far as the women are concerned, Australia are leading the way tied with New Zealand on 38 points. The United States of America, 32 points. They are in third. France are fourth with 26 points. And Ireland sevens women are in fifth place with 24 points. Let's take you around the world in 60. Stops in Moulton, Pakistan, California, as well as Florida. I'm Jesse Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take off in Multan where England secured a historic series victory in Pakistan after Mark Wood helped the tourists to a dramatic 26-run win in the second test. Uh, Pakistan appeared on course to chase down the imposing target of 355 when Saud Shaquille on 94 and Mohammed Nawaz on 45 moved to, to the hosts uh, to 290 for five, uh, only for Wood to swing momentum back England's way by prizing out both set ba- uh, batters uh, just before lunch. Mike, when we were on breakfast, the breakfast show this morning, you talked about the fact that the game was far from over yeah. and it would take uh, a little bit of a special performance. Mark Wood said, uh, hold my beer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's the way it uh, plays out usually on these uh, Pakistani uh, decks, Barry, because uh, the game may actually just look like it's ambling along and not going anywhere. But when things happen, they turn to happen very quickly and uh, you take one wicket and then all of a sudden three wickets fall. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what happened with England, they hung in there, stayed in the fight. And I think that's a lesson for the younger cricketers that sometimes, you know what, you need to grind out results. Just stay Stay in the fight. Go for one more round if you can. (laughs) If you can. And just in case you missed it, uh, we are on breakfast for the whole of this week. We're on the ignition, Mike and I. Uh, It's a Christmas special. With Noxie. With Noxie, indeed. With Noxie and Mark Pozzo and uh, uh, Sean doing production. So it's it's exciting. We started today. We're back tomorrow. So tune in from 6 a.m. through to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, In other news, uh, in California, the Golden State Warriors sent a message uh, to NBA rivals, Boston Celtics with a 123-107 to victory in San Francisco in a repeat of last season's finals. Uh, the Warriors have struggled so far in their title defense while the Celtics have the league's best record. But Clay Thompson hit 34 points uh, for the home side and Steph Curry weighed in with 32. Uh, let's land in Florida. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas claimed bragging rights over Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. <laughs> and there's a bit of sledging on the phone there. With victory <laughs> in the last insta- latest installment of the match. Uh, Spieth and Thomas registered seven birdies during the Made for TV exhibition at Pelican Golf Club uh, to secure a 3-2 and two victory in the 12-hole contest. Lock, lock, it on. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. 
It's the time when you join the conversation here on ZFM Sport. A reminder of that number 0731168045. And the messages are coming in. Nice to know that you're tuned in and enjoying the show. Hi, ZFM Sports team. I really enjoyed Barry and Mike's debut on the ignition this morning. <laughs> he goes, Oh, thank you so much. You thanks, thanks so much. Listen in this whole week, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I think investigations into the Bill and Toyo transfer fee will open a can of worms. That's Ryan out in Motare. I think so too, because look, uh, uh, loan moves are are, 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 are fine. Uh, so I don't think Dynamos has any any issues here uh, per se. Yeah. I think uh, PE Academy perhaps is under declaring. Uh, that that might be the issue. I, I don't know uh, who is PE Academy. Yes, the owners are the players. They banned all third-party ownership. You can't come in now and say, you know, because that was after the Javier Mascherano and uh, Carlos Temes affairs. And so they said, right, none of this anymore. You belong to a club. A club. Yeah. Players belong yeah, to a club. Players belong to a club. And I think we need a similar thing in Zimbabwe, where we ban third-party ownership. Ownership, You've yeah. got to belong to a particular club. Yes. Not this thing. In the way academy, in the way Ningi, transfer fee. I think we need to put an end to that. Makusha Julian Warren Park says, I'm hearing Terence Zukamanja is being sold to Supersport United from Orlando Pirates for seven and a half million rands. That's about 500,000 US dollars. Yeah, yeah, these are the amounts. So he goes on to say, as for Bill Antonio, almost 12,000 US to Belgium. That's really a scam. Yeah, even Marshall Munez from uh, Cape Town United to mm. Orlando Pirates, it was 1 million rands. Yeah, yeah. It was huge money because he was coming from a Division 1 club. Division and one he was an herald. Yeah. People didn't even know about him. Yeah. He had just gone for trials at Orlando exactly. Pirates. We, we, even in Zimbabwe, yeah, people didn't even know about Marshall Munez. Marshall Munez. But he went for, 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 for 1 for, million Yeah, for, for good money. Absolutely. Yeah. And the 10,000 euro is daylight robbery. It was actually a benefit to Dynamos to keep him than selling him for such a paltry fee. I think we need no, to correct Dynamos, yeah, say, Dynamos yeah. don't own the player, didn't mm-hmm. own the player, so this was it wasn't a Dynamos deal. <laughs> but I still don't believe that Dynamos had Bill Antonio on their books and not signed him. I, I, but but this one it happens all the time Alois, in Zimbabwe football. Hello, Alois. The 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 the, the, the wow, issue the issue that Mike raised is critical. And in truth, we probably don't even have time on the show to actually execute the, what Mike has brought up. The TPO, the third party ownership of players, is a massive, massive uh, Pandora's box. That if opened, those worms, those skeletons, yeah. will come cro- uh, because uh, falling that, out that, on the, our football. It, it's at the heart and of our all. problems when it comes to transfer. And all the controversies. Yes. Pakuti, a vast majority of the players don't owe their allegiances to clubs. To clubs. They owe, they to owe their allegiance to agents yeah. and to individuals. Yeah. And so third party ownerships is really messing around with Zimbabwe football because you are not actually negotiating with 
a club. Yeah. But you, that's why I was saying, Mike, it's, our clubs are weak. They, uh, they, 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 they don't stem their authority. They're desperate. Mike, they are 18 clubs. They are 18. Mm. They, 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 my clubs, Chisungo. But the player doesn't, doesn't get in. If you like you're saying, players belong to a club. So when the player is coming, you are signing a contract with the club. So even if you go to Arantos, you go to Yada, you feel, you first the same. You see what I was saying about this being a Pandora's box? Let me tell you, there's going to be one club that's going to jump out of the sandbox. That's going to say, this player is too good. We're going to take him on, on loan from whatever agent, whatever academy, whatever. We're okay uh, with the, it. The issue, yeah, and we're okay with it. And they're going to play that boy. Uh, as, a, as a club, there were two players that came to us that were said to be, uh, had TPOs on them, where the, they were owned by, by an agent. We had to send them away. Fantastic footballers. But, but we I had say, to send them away. You are doing the right thing. That's why I said it must be adopted by everybody. Right, uh, let's go to Nkulumani out in Bulawayo and the Belgian club is disrespectful. I agree with Alois, uh, that is pure fraud. Congratulations to the Zim team, which did well in Malawi. They deserve more than $750 for the gold medals. That is Ranga out in Bulawayo. Thank you for getting in touch. Uh, Victor also out in Bulawayo says Morocco will cause a big upset in their semi-final clash to reach the final. We've got our World Cup Qatar 2022 report coming up. Just, just now. So hang in there. We'll be talking all about the football. Hey guys, it's Prince. How are you doing, Prince? Anza, do you agree with Portugal's excuse of their loss that it was that the referee was from Argentina? Nah, nah. that was actually that was actually quite embarrassing yeah, from embarrassing. Uh, Pepe and yeah. Bruno yeah. because uh, the referee was actually quite brilliant. He was excellent on, in that game, and so no, no, no. They even didn't have a even sent off uh, the Morocco player. Yeah, no, 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 and gave them eight minutes didn't they don't have a case it was sour grapes it was uh, uh, struggling to come to terms with the fact that we've been knocked out by an African team I, I actually you know one of the things I find strange is why the fixation with Argentina exactly why, Argentina? why are you why are you France hold on because Portugal in their minds when they got into the quarterfinals, had already plotted their route, they could see themselves in the final the playing Argentina. Argentina. And they felt that the, it was the same on the other side that Argentina was seeing Portugal as the biggest uh, uh, threat. So again, it's that inflated opinion and, and ego the that ego. exists uh, with, with the Portuguese team. Yeah, All right, uh, we'll read a couple more messages uh, before we get uh, to that World Cup report. Anzi, uh, hi guys, good show as always. There's a message from the United Kingdom is a plus four four. Uh, Maurice uh, has got in touch and said, uh, eagerly awaiting for the World Cup semis. I think Kachando got in Gahuru Mama. I saw the temps. I saw the temps. A high of three, guys. <laughs> no, a low of yeah, minus but, one. But, but, but I remember I remember flying in uh, to the United Kingdom 2018 mm. when the beast from the east, east yes. uh, landed and uh, my arrival coincided with it and, uh, and we were going to watch Arsenal versus City at uh, the Emirates. We actually were 
buying coffee to pour on our hands. I was that cold, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was buying coffee not to drink. <laughs> to pour on your hands. <laughs> it, it, was, it was minus five degrees in the Emirates, and I was buying coffee so that I would take off my gloves. Nobody eat them, And the gloves weren't helping. And the gloves weren't helping. It was that cold. So I feel sorry here for Maurice. And then just one more message here. Anzi, ininge akuda parliamentary anzi the affairs committee transfer. And unfortunately, I don't think that they, they have reached there. Um, so, I, I, and even even the ta- the tax authorities, and I don't think there's there's actually anything that. From a policy perspective, and then we wrap it up with Charles. He says, Hi, Team ZFM, good show. I'm disappointed with the English media and fans. I can't believe they're blaming the ref for the defeat to France. They, uh, after all, they got two penalties. England was very good, though. Think France will retain it. Uh, getting two penalties, by the way, uh, Charles, is not a favor. No, yeah, yeah. no, you know, you know, when people say, I'm not going to be a penalty. No, no, no. Five guys yes. uh, from a very bad ref, yeah. And I think let's let's be fair, he was a bad referee, he was really bad. He was bad. I mean, Saka, for example, what what needed to happen to Saka, uh, for, for, for him to get a foul? So, he I was I, bundled every time he got the oh, ball. He the ref was terrible, but uh, we'll discuss that in detail, of course. During the World Cup report, it's coming up next, and it's the Castle Lager World Football Report. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station, your station, it's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The Corsolada Premier Soccer League. La Liga. Serie A. The English Premier League. The Bundesliga. It all comes together with the Castles on the Corsolada World Football Report. Jogo Bonito. Tiki Taka. Total Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport. Guys, um, I'm going to end the show here because I don't even know where to start with the World Cup report, mate. The weekend was packed. Absolutely packed with stories, subplots, all sorts. Anyway, let's start with England. Uh, That's a good place to start. Gareth Southgate, he's given the clearest indication he could quit England over his treatment since reaching the European Championship final and fears he no longer has the energy for another campaign. Uh, Southgate has revealed he is, quote, conflicted over carrying on following Saturday's defeat to France with the memory of being booed by his own supporters at Molyneux in June, still fresh in his mind. Let's hear from football journalist Carve Solico, uh, who discusses whether Gareth Southgate will continue as England boss. And if he was to come out uh, tonight or tomorrow or in the next few days and say, you know what, I think I've had a pretty good innings as the England manager. Uh, I've had a lot to deal with. When you're the England manager, it's almost like you're a politician as well because he's not just dealing with football questions and football problems the whole time. Uh, He's having to deal with a whole range of other issues. I I think if he came out and said, you know what, 
I've done my time. I did my best. I think I've left uh, England, not just the senior team, uh, but all the underage teams as well. And uh, the sort of level of coaching that we've got, everything is in a better shape than when Gareth Southgate arrived at the Football Association. I think if he was to say, I want to leave, I want to go back to club management, uh, I think he would go with uh, a lot of good wishes, uh, especially from people at the Football Association and also his players. His players don't want him to go. Uh, some of his players have been asked uh, out here in Qatar about the possibility uh, of him leaving. Obviously, that's not a question they want to address uh, directly because they've got more important things on their minds and they don't want to create any headlines about the possibility of Gareth Southgate leaving. But the players, uh, the FA, want Gareth Southgate to stay. Z. Uh, the voice there of uh, Kave is Solico. Um, the Gareth Southgate is just one of the subplots and perhaps it's a good one to interrogate because he's done well, well with the team. He's got two years on his contract. He was supposed to take them to the next Euros. Um, what chances he walks away now? I don't quite know, uh, Barry, uh, and even the thinking from the FA as well. I look at it uh, two ways. I think Gareth Southgate has done well. Uh, for England statistically uh, you take a look at uh, his record I think he's got the finest uh, record of any English manager uh, in the last half century mm-hmm. uh, and he's taken sure. uh, he's taken England to the um, the final of a European Championship he's taken them to the semi-final, semifinal of the World, World Cup, Cup in 2018 yeah. and to a quarter-final mm. uh, uh, lest we forget uh, England was really going nowhere um, in the last sort of like uh, 15 he, years yeah, uh, you go to Brazil I think it was group stage elimination yeah. you go to South Africa go further back, yeah, yeah, to go back 2010 South Africa. they were abysmal yeah they were abysmal <laughs> in 2010 they weren't great in 2006 mm. uh, they weren't flash either in 2002 and uh, listen they lost to Brazil but uh, again they have uh, classically underachieved and this is the first time where you feel like you know what they do have a project that's on the positive side on the flip side Barry I take a look at that game versus France in isolation. Sure. I think it's a game that reveals Gareth Southgate's flow, flaws uh, at their greatest. It really amplifies them because what that in-game management, in-game management, Barry, mm. is what let England down. Okay. I mean, uh, people don't like England, and it's perhaps because of our familiarity with the league. So we tend to despise uh, everything English, and also maybe because of our politics as well. <laughs> we tend to despise uh, things uh, that, that are British in nature. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is England dominated France in that semi-final. England played better than France, particularly in the second half. But what they lacked was a cutting edge. And sometimes, you know what, that edge doesn't necessarily come from the players. It comes from the tactical setup. How you set your team up and the decisions that you make during the game. There are a lot of questionable decisions that Gareth Southgate made. How do you substitute Saka, who was your best player and your most potent attacking Attack, threat yeah. of the mm. night. Mm. How do you fail to... How do you send Mason Mount ahead of Marcus Rashford yeah. when you're looking for goals? Yeah. How do you send in Grealish with just two minutes left in the game? When he can't affect it. Uh, uh, when he can't affect it. So there are a lot of decisions, Barry, yeah. that were made by Gareth and, Southgate. And the in-game management was poor. That's what cost England the yeah. game. And how, how do you play or continue to play Harry Kane uh, everywhere? 
but as a centre forward, fine. If you want to play him as a 10, why don't you send on a second uh, um, a centre forward? You've got uh, Callum Wilson, the boy from 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 uh, from Newcastle. And you say lead the line and say lead the line. Uh, and and Harry Kane, you're going to play exactly the role that you play at Tottenham, where this is. Uh, don't look at Callum. Look at look at him as Son. And you guys form a combination and rock and roll. But they had no centre forward in that game. So perhaps it might be time for Southgate to walk away. Yeah, I, I do agree 100%. Sometimes you need, you need to change your game plan. As a coach, you see that this is not happening and you need options. Like I say, they needed, they need, they needed crosses. They needed crosses to come. They needed crosses to come in mm. at, the, at yeah. some point, and and he, he could have he could have brought in Callum. And like you're saying, Harry Kane is more potent sometimes when he's coming. It's difficult to mark him yeah. when he's coming from deep. Yeah. He could have actually opted for that. He said because when Harry Kane is playing at, at number nine, he's more like a force number nine. Yes, because he's, he's, yeah, he's getting involved everywhere. So he he, he needed that uh, that uh, that firepower up front. Yeah. And like Mike said, Saka. Saka was causing oh, was fantastic for France, and yeah. those free kicks were important. Yeah, they were. You know, yeah, the referee was were really bad, but there were chances. He was getting a few of them. Can, can, you I, know? can I tell you the difference? Yep. Yeah. Giroud, mm-hmm. Giroud was in the box yeah. for France. Y- yes, exactly. And guess what happened? Touches? He eventually got the goal. He, he got the he, not he, many touches. He just stayed there, but he stayed there, knowing yeah. that you know what, Abazosha, you won. And it, I need to take my chance when and, it comes. And and he took the chance. And that's what England was lacking because Harry Kane, like Barry said, was everywhere but the box. <laughs> but the box. Yeah, was <laughs> well not Especially it. when you're chasing the game. 100%. When you're chasing the game, you need to occupy the centre backs. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that's my issue with Southgate. Stay or go? Mike. Uh, for me, I think uh, England can achieve more with a better manager. Okay. I, I look at Thomas Tuchel, who's available. Yep. I think have a conversation with him yep. uh, and see what can happen. I even look at Pochettino. Yeah. Uh, managers like that, for me, I think just have got a bit more tactically than uh, Southgate brings to the I'd table. I agree with that. Yeah, yes, go. Yes, yes, done a good job uh, for England, bringing in the youngsters. If you look at their team, even for 2026, 20, they look Stay good. Stay or go? I, I think he should go. They need a better manager <laughs> who can actually take it from where he has left. He can't he can take them higher than they, they have now. I don't see him uh, taking Tell us on 0731 What do you think? Stay or go? Victor says go. He says okay. the English FA needs to employ a better technical bench. Yes. Southgate has run out of ideas. There's someone here who's saying Al Southgate should go. Uh, we want Trent to play. Uh, even <laughs> well, if you're chasing a game, I actually agree. Honestly, in those last you want crosses, minutes, you want crosses, but there was no one in the box. It, but, yeah, <laughs> you needed to put Callum and then put Trent. You cannot put Trent there. Yeah, and there's no one in the box. True, you make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next one, Morocco. Oh my God, guys! Africa's in the semis uh, now. Moroccan coach Walid Ragrigui uh, says his side are the Rocky Balboa of this World Cup. After the Atlas Lions became the first African team ever to reach the semi-finals with a stunning victory over uh, Portugal. Football pundit Craig Burley says Morocco have been incredible at the World Cup. Incredible fortitude and defending and everything that's really. Uh, been part of the process for Morocco thus far and I I think the thing was and we discussed at length across the the platform in the last two or three days is how much was left in that Moroccan tank after the exploits of the Spain game in the 120 minutes the penalties, the euphoria the injuries uh, all those things and you know personally 
and I know I wasn't alone. I, I, I didn't think they could muster up that kind of performance again, but they did. Then they did. See. Morocco has been doing a lot of things right, Mike, and uh, in truth. And Walid Ragrigui is has been a phenomenal man. People forget that he's the guy who won weed at Casablanca, the uh, CAF Champions League, a few months ago. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, now... And uh, up against, of course, the likes of Al-Akhli. Al-Akhli, and, uh, yes. Uh, better funded and bigger teams, as it were. Yep. He did the business. And let's not forget, guys, Morocco is here on merit on merit they are here on 100%. merit the only yeah. the only goal that have, they've conceded at the World Cup has been an own goal yeah okay yeah. they have drawn with Croatia yeah. who are in the semi-finals mind you yes okay uh, people thought it was a fluke ban- back yeah. then and thought uh, Morocco was working hard ETC but they've also beaten Spain Barry They've beaten Belgium. Yes. Right? <laughs> and now they've beaten Portugal. Yeah. So they're not fluking it. No, they're not. You can they're fluke not. one result. They're not. But th- these are victories. And when you take a look at the victories, what I love about them are the consistencies in performance. In performance. In yes. the yes. games. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but the thing I have, Alois, is that it's taken a lot out of them, hey? They've got lots you of injuries You said that two now. matches ago, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken a heck of a lot out of them I, I don't know if they still have anything in the tank because they've given it absolutely everything you know Perry, when I look at uh, Morocco I actually think that some of the teams have actually been lucky that Morocco were not as potent up front imagine if they were they've as chances, potent yeah, yeah mm. if they were if they were potent up front look at ZHS and really got in the goals yeah, and yeah. they they ever imagine if as resolute they as they are defensively if going forward they were going forward and punishing teams yeah. they were getting they've been getting a lot of opportunities to counter attack and bang bang but they haven't been that sharp yeah. that efficient when going forward like in the counter attacks they they were getting out but when they got there they were fizzled out in Guys, the last in the last bed what, so what, you can what, imagine if they were as potent i think i think what morocco forces you to do is you have to play well to beat, to beat them, them. Yes. 100%. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to play well. They're very well organized, so they don't give you easy goals. They don't give you cheap goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to play well in order to beat them. Guys, in our lifetime, we can say an African team is in the semi-finals of the World Cup. As the stars shoot across the desert sky, the lions roar and the eagles swoop. Africa we hunt as one. So now Argentina goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez uh, said passion and heart propelled his side into the World Cup semi-finals and he was delighted to bring joy to the struggling country. Let's hear from him. Oh, it's a tricky game and I thought we controlled the game really well. We went 2-0 up. Basically, we controlled the game. The, the ref was just giving everything for them. Uh, all of a sudden, they get a good header, good flick, which I couldn't see. Uh, and then it just it turned upside down. The ref was giving everything for them. He gave 10 minutes for, for no reason, 10 minutes. It was giving free kick outside the box for them like two three times. Uh, he just wanted them to score that. That's, that's basically it. So hopefully we don't have that ref anymore. It's useless. Uh, we got an advantage in penalties. Uh, if we go to penalties, we win. I think he needs to keep his mouth shut. See. Very fractious game that one, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was that, UFC. That very point, Barry, is uh, anyone who has been watching football uh, for decades, for example, 
will know that that is actually in the DNA of Argentina. Yeah. Argentina has never been a loved side. Netherlands played into uh, the hands yeah, of Argentina. They played they? into, they, they actually brought out who who Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> Argentina, Yana Diego Maradona. It was, they were the villains. Yes. They, yeah. were, they were not loved. Yes. They were hated. They were booed wherever they went. Yeah. And uh, Netherlands actually poked the bear yeah. and brought out, they call it, I think, Branca okay, uh, in okay, Argentina, okay, okay, where okay. You, they say that you play with a knife between your teeth like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> you even see, so Messi, we saw a different, yeah. a different side Messi. to Messi. Yes. You know, uh, he, he was yelling at Van Gaal. Yes. He, was, he, was, uh, he wanted a fight. Yeah, it was, it was Venom. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and so, I think, to be honest, uh, uh, Netherlands pressed the wrong button. Uh, Argentina Tina, they. Uh, this is not, guys. Let's make no mistake about. This is not a great side. No, no, this no. This no. Argentina no, side. No, no, no. They've got players. They've got Acuna. They've got Acuna. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've yeah, got yeah, players yeah. like that. But, but they, they, they've got a team spirit about them. Yes. And usually, you know, at tournaments, they, remind chip me, on their they just remind me of, of Italy 2006. Yes. That fighting, that team, because a lot of teams who had been take, who had uh, suffered what they did against Netherlands, that last minute equaliser, yes. would have lost that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would even, have lost that game. Even the, the Argentina of 1986, mm. yes, it yes. was not a, a, a star-studded no. team at all. No. We only heard about Bruchaga when he had scored that important mm. goal. Mm. Yes. That's when we were like, oh, Bruchaga, Bruchaga. Mm. What else do you know about Bruchaga? Bruchaga. That goal. That goal. What, nothing. But it, 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 they had grit. Yes. They, they, they fought. They, yeah, this is what this Argentina has got and right the, now. That and you can, actually tell, you can actually tell that they are hungry. Yeah, they, 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 are. they They're really hungry. It, it comes a lot. Guys, we're running out of time. But, uh, Chucks, let me turn to you, Alice, and stay with you and say, Brazil. Neymar. Neymar says he's, he's, he's uh, psychologically destroyed okay oh, i was i was that broken but I, I also thought that game management was poor they were losing they were trying 10 Agreed. minutes before they were going to Agreed. the corner flag trying to do some funny things they lose the ball they get attacked again yeah. they get the ball instead of you know we, we have we know keep the ball especially at the back because teams retreat when you get the ball re, teams retreat knock so, it around keep the ball sorry sorry, to, was, cut, sorry to cut you off what we've just said about Argentina, you've reminded me of something. What we've just said about Argentina, the ugly side, is that what Brazil couldn't channel uh, in the build-up to that goal, that equaliser. Surely you, 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 you take someone's legs out. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I thought also there was a, a hint of, uh, of arrogance. Uh, they, they, they just stopped working hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they thought they'd won. Once Neymar scored that brilliant goal, mind you, mm. uh, I think uh, Brazil thought, ah, no, uh, Taikunda. But, but Croatia are no pushovers. They're not. Croatia will always fight. You know, it's in their makeup. They will always they fight until the very last They never minute. go away. They never go away. They stayed in the fight. They scored uh, late. That equalizer, they went into the penalty shootout with momentum. momentum. And you see, to, the problem with Brazil, they've got good players technically. They wanted to run around with the ball, no. like, like they needed to be more disciplined, keep See that it out. Thing. Yeah. See it out now. They are out <laughs> of the World Cup. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow we talk. I'm hurt. I'm hurt and uh, upset. Uh, anyway, tomorrow we talk about the semi-finals. It all kicks off at 9 p.m. tomorrow and Wednesday, and then we will know. But this is guaranteed that Morocco has two more games in this World Cup, even if they don't make the final. Because remember, there's a third and fourth play place playoff, yeah. and they'll be in that. Okay, guys, we'll catch you tomorrow uh, on The Breakfast Show, firstly, <laughs> and then we'll catch you at 6 p.m. for the sports show. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manandi, out. It's Messi! It is the...
cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.